Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Now, from Happy Valley, here's your host, Brian Tripp. Hey, how's it going? Welcome into another episode of Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. I'm Brian Tripp, your host once again. Thanks so much for stopping by. And our guest this week is Nick Colella, the Chief of Staff for the Penn State Men's Basketball Program. What a great story Nick is, a true Penn Stater through and through. Actually began his playing career at Division Three Penn State Barron, transferred to University Park, came on in to finish his academic career, joined the Penn State Lady Lion program as a practice squad player, and then walked on to the Penn State Division I men's team, became a starter for that program, and now for the last decade has been a part of the coaching and support staff for the same program. And what a great story Nick is. We talk about some of his career goals and also his great journey to get to where he is today. You'll really enjoy this episode. Nick Colella is our guest this week on Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Nick, thanks so much for the time. Appreciate you taking the time to do this. Trip, how you doing, man? Great to see you. Uh, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm awesome. Sun shining. The uh, snow squalls are gone. It's uh, hopefully going to be consistent here with the sun. Can you believe it's 12, 13 years later that you'd still be involved with the program? Uh, I did not. I did not. You know, when I first started out this 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 journey, I just visualized being on the team and kind of playing and, and competing in the Big Ten that's that's really as far as I got but you know after I finished playing you know I fell in love with this place I you know I always tell people and I tell our recruits like I had it like I was not even close to an All-American but I had an All-American uh experience here at Penn State and that kind of carried me into my next uh my next journey here is being a part of the staff and kind of doing that thing what is it about Penn State that makes Penn State special it's the people, man. It's just everybody involved from professors to coaches, administrators, everybody involved. It's just, it's a special place. Um, and that's kind of what got me to want to be around this, want to give back and, and give the same experience I got to these student athletes that come through. Talk about your journey from the beginning. You're from Newcastle, Pennsylvania, Western PA. Yeah, Western PA, baby. When did you start thinking about basketball at Penn State? And not only that, to go from Barron and then have a chance at yeah. the Division One team on the main campus. Yeah. It, it didn't really cross my mind until I actually got to Barron. Um, they didn't have – I was a kinesiology major, and they didn't have – they had like a two-plus-two program mm-hmm. where you had to, you know, do two-two, and then somewhere down in Pittsburgh you had to, you had to take another year. Didn't really want to do that. So when I decided to make the switch, um, my college roommate was originally from State College but went to Barron. So he would drive me back every weekend, you know, three and a half hours from Erie. And he really got that. Those guys from State College really got me going with with the the main campus and University Park. And then from there, I just I was a three sport athlete. I couldn't see myself stop playing like sports. So right around my uh, after my first semester as a freshman, I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna do this and and I'm gonna you know try to work to walk on and and play. And and it kind of went from there. What do you think members of the current team or recruits, when, when they come in and learn about you, what do you hope that they can gain from being around someone that has the type of experience you had and having to work and earn all the opportunities yeah. that you did and you end up starting 14 games your last year? I mean, it's a pretty incredible story. I, I think just like with our day, like the, the era we're in right now is just how much adversity and struggle, like – 
it's no matter what, you know, 10 years ago, 12 years ago to now, like mm-hmm. kids are going to go through adversity, struggle, challenge. It's going to be uncomfortable in college, especially like my first couple of years. Like, yeah, we're talking about basketball and, and stuff like that. But like when I transferred, like it was not easy. You know, the, the staff at Barron was not happy with me. You know, they wanted me to stay there and play. And it was, it was a struggle to come up here to go from like a school that had 7,000 people, 5,000 people to a school that had 40,000. <laughs> um, didn't really know anybody, but you know, it has its challenges and struggles and just to work through that, like everything always falls back to hard work ethic. And that's kind of what I, what I uh, hung my hat on. It's funny though, the longer you're here, the smaller the campus feels for, oh for gosh. having 40, 50,000 students. Yeah. It doesn't feel like that when you walk around it does not and now it's funny now is like my favorite time of the year if you'd asked me 10 years ago it would not be but like yeah. students leaving like being able to go downtown for lunch and 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 hanging out we we really enjoy it when they're gone but yeah like you know being here at my wife we met here in 2015 and it's funny like after as your student you really don't venture outside of downtown like yep. you really don't see that much and now that we're married you know we've been living here for a number of years like she fell in love with this place and lot going on and everything around it just keeps getting better and better this is home this is home this is home we're gonna you know we just bought a house we're we're, we're setting up shop here so when you were making that transition to the main campus ed DeCellis was the coach he was what did he see in you that you think helped earn that opportunity yeah he was you know they were just they had a really good core group they had five mm-hmm. seniors if you remember that yep. was the tournament team they, they 2010 2011 um let me interrupt jeff, if jeff brooks doesn't Get hurt. He doesn't injure the shoulder. We're winning that ball game. We're winning that ball game. How far does that team go with Taylor Battle and Jeff and all the great players you had? I think our chemistry, everything we've had leading up to that point, I think we were we were destined to make a little run there. But he got hurt, and uh, Fernandez made that shot, and that's the rest. Toughest basketball moment you've ever been a part of? One of yeah, I think just just for the seniors, man. Those yeah. guys for five years, four years, they gave everything they had to this. To the, to the university and to the program and, and see it come down to that shot. And, you know, it's March Madness. It happens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was pretty tough. I think uh, one that's equally, if not more tough than is 2020, part of the staff. And yeah. that's obviously a little different because it's not just a, a basketball thing, but with the COVID pandemic, and that was an awesome team as well. You've been a part yeah. of some really good groups here, whether it's a around, player on the staff. I've been extremely fortunate to be around really, really good players. Um, Lamar was up here this past Blue White weekend, and just seeing him from when he was a freshman to now, mm-hmm. his maturity. Again, Tim Frazier was in my wedding last summer. Um, just seeing him have his Achilles pop. We're down in Puerto Rico. Season-ending injury. Don't think he's coming back um, to to rehab a whole year and eventually come back even stronger. And then to go G League, MVP of the G League, all that, and then bounce around the mm-hmm. NBA for six years is awesome. awesome. DJ, Josh Reeves. DJ, Josh Reeves. I just saw a stat this morning. DJ put up 45 points. Not shocking, but yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> you played for Coach DeCellis. You played and were a part of the staff for Coach Chambers. Mm-hmm. You're around Coach Ferry. Yep. And now Coach Shrewsbury. What have you learned throughout your time yeah from each of those individuals who have impacted you in a certain way. Yeah, it's it's funny. Each guy, each coach has had a different impact on me, and it's all been – it's going back to relationships. Like, you know, it was short, but I had a one-year relationship with Coach Chelsea With Coach Chambers, he gave me the opportunity to stay and be a part of what he was building. Um, and then being able to work in different roles for him, get my master's degree, like that was – 
that was very impactful for me to to go through all those different all those different roles. And then Coach Ferry, you know, he came again. It was a pandemic. There, were, there was a lot of things going on. We're coming out of it. Just how he managed the team, like in an un, you know uncharted waters, all kinds of things. And then just Coach Shrewsbury, like Coach got here last March, and I was probably with him since day one when he got on campus. And just seeing how he interacts with his family, you know, he's got four kids. Um, seeing how he interacts with his family and how he interacts with the guys. Just the relationship piece to that, that's been my, you know, that's what's been driving me. Like I said from the beginning, it's like I had a great experience and it was because of the relationships I had with coaches, teammates, administrators, professors. And that's kind of, that's that's a driving force now. And I know it's big with Coach Shrewsbury. And it's your relationships. It's your knowledge of the inner workings of the program, the university, your love and passion for Penn State basketball, Penn State athletics, mm-hmm. and the community. Because in college sports, when there is a staff change, sometimes yep. it's the entire staff that changes. So yeah. you have a vital role here yeah. in being someone that's been around the block right, once or right, twice yeah. to work with Coach Shrewsbury, and that's part of the reason why you're his chief of staff. Yeah. I, I got to give a big shout-out to Robbie Hummel, and I've, I've mm-hmm. said this a 100 times, that Robbie's been a good friend of mine, uh, played at Purdue, uh, Coach Shrewsbury coached him there. Yep. Little backstory: Robbie's first cousins with Sam Ficken. Mm-hmm. So Sam Ficken's always been a friend. Um, when Coach Shrewsbury first got the job, I called Robbie. I'm like, hey, Rob, you can put in a good word for me. And Robbie, being the person he is, the player he mm-hmm. was, um, you know, he called Mike and said, look, you know, the guy's there. He knows a lot, knows everything. And he kind of put his neck out for me. And ever since then, I mean, you know, I got a phone call from Shrews that second or third day he, you know, after he announced. So we met, you know, we talked a little bit and he kind of, didn't really say like in cement the first you know the first mm-hmm. conversation but i think after we first got to know each other those first couple of weeks it's it's been nothing but fun what's impressed you about coach shrews from day one not only as a person but his vision for the direction of the program i think when you're in these types and again i've never been in that seat but like mm-hmm. he just has a way about himself like he is who he is like the way he acts at home, the way he acts in the office, like obviously he's got a, a fierce competitive side when he's on the court. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is who he is. Like he, you know, he likes to have fun, but we work extremely hard, right? He's in here late watching film, breaking down analytics. Um, that's kind of been just seeing that, that the way he treats his family, the way he treats the staff, the way he treats, it's all the same. Like he's not any, any different from that. What seat do you want to be in one day? I mean, you've held almost every role yeah, here with the program. Yeah. What seat do you want to be in? You know, I, I got, I, I love to be an athletic director. Um, you know, I, I, early on in my career, if you'd asked me, I wanted to be a head coach. Um, and I know college athletics is changing, but just being in all these different seats and finally seeing how the inner workings, you know, all the recruiting, video, analytics, uh, raising money, like tickets, you name it. Like I've kind of enjoyed seeing all of it um, and being a part of all of it and seeing how like all these different inner workings work. And I think that's 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 where my, my goal, my new goal is right now is kind of being an athletic director. What is, and possibly helping you get to that goal, what is the day-to-day job that you have now how would you describe it and i know it changes so much on a day-to-day basis it does it does but it, it's all like you know when troops when coach first got here um you know he's like i just want you to be involved in everything right mm-hmm. alumni raising money uh or players specifically staff scheduling you name it he's like i want you to kind of be involved in everything and i i think that that was a big big stepping point for me giving you know that responsibility is like i do know 
you know, a, a good amount of how things work here. Um, but taking that next step to where, you know, I'm involved in a lot of pretty much everything, you know, just being around him or staff, kind of making these these bigger decisions. I think that's that's where, you know, my career can take the next next jump. All right. One guy I have to ask you about because you're a, a true Penn Stater. You bleed blue and white. Yeah. How would you describe John Hara? He is the blue and white. You know, he is Penn State. And he, still, he doesn't just bleed it. He is. He is. Like, he's still here. And it's guys like that, you know, that you wake up every morning and you want to do better. You want to do something positive in your role or in your job to, like, I can't wait. You know, I, I was privileged to have him for five years, but I can't wait to have him come back in another five to ten years and just see what he's doing, you know, his family and all that and, and kind of reminisce about the old times because now he's still here. Like, he hasn't mm -hmm. left. He's still lingering around campus. He really doesn't want to leave, but um, that's what I'm most excited about is seeing him five, ten years down the road and him visiting, coming back. When he's not in Philly at rookie minicamp how, the how, Eagles. How cool was that? That is Awesome. He looked good in the videos that I saw. Great. I was asking about it. And he, uh, have you seen him? Has he worked on, does he ever break a football out at, at practice during he, basketball? He's never done that. But like we talked about it. Cause I told him, I was like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I went to school, you know, just like everybody, a lot of guys, you know, our friends were played football. Like Jesse you were around James. Ross Travis though too, was, right? I was around Ross Travis. I actually helped Ross Travis while he was here. I threw some, uh, threw some out routes mm -hmm. to him. I told him the the also the biggest thing is because he's an in, like the way he learns is that playbook and you know football mm -hmm. like a playbook for football is extremely complex. Um, that's what I'm most excited to see him doing that and see him learn if he does decide to go that route. Will he be on your favorite NFL team? What is your favorite team? Steelers. Steelers. Come on, Steelers. Steelers. I don't know. We got we got Pat Fryermuth. We're 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 pretty set, and I'm pretty excited about Kenny Pickett. <laughs> you probably know where this is going. Talking about the NFL here. Yeah, 100%. You had the chance. With the 259th pick. Who was the pick? How did you get the opportunity to announce a draft pick at this year's NFL draft in Vegas? So, again, my college roommate, Calvin Michael, who got me started at, at, at uh, University Park, we, uh, we do some NFTs. You familiar mm -hmm. with NFTs? Yep. So the NFL all day, they do some NFTs where they're, they're moments in the NFL, NBA, Top Shot, same company. Uh, we're involved at that, and... Kind of, they just did like a random draw out of the 300,000 users. Um, they do a random draw. I had no idea this was going on, and I must have got an email the Wednesday before, and I deleted the email. And then we're at lunch. <laughs> I'm with the staff. We're at lunch. I'm with you know Grady, Bo, Trey, Mike, yep. uh, Josh, <laughs> JT. And I get a phone call from Megan with the NFL. <laughs> and I let it go to voicemail, and I'm like, you know, it is what it is. I go back and listen to it. She's like, hey, this is Megan with the NFL. Like, you have three hours to decide, you know, if you're coming on this trip. The draft was the next day. So I sent it to my buddy, and he's like, dude, you won the trip. There's like, they pick five out of 300,000. I deleted <laughs> the email. So I, I end up calling her back, and I'm like, hey, I got to, I'm in lunch right now. Like, I got I to gotta call you back. I got to let you know. So my college roommate, he's freaking out. He's like, we got to go. We got to go. Rewind a week. Because it's Blue White Weekend. Yep. We're at dinner with Mike Kosicki, Jesse James, uh, their wives, and we're at Fasha Luna. Jesse happened to be going out to Vegas. They're like, oh, you guys got to come. My wife's never been there. Like, we were, you know, I'm saying, mm -hmm. I've been there a few times. I'm like, yeah, we're working on it. Like, next weekend's not great. Like, we got a lot of stuff going on. Fast forward to Wednesday. <laughs> Call my wife. I'm like, you want to go to Vegas? She's like, 
can't go to Vegas. Like, it's just too much right now. I'm like, well, I just want a free trip. Airfare, hotel. She starts freaking out. She didn't have many days because she works in the uh, in the hospital. But she ended up getting, long story short, she ended up getting some days. We left that Friday, um, that Friday morning, 6 a.m. flight. I landed in Vegas around 11. Awesome experience. Saturday did the pick at like 3.30. Uh, pretty cool to see the inner workings of all that stuff, uh, just behind the scenes and how many people were involved. But whirlwind of it, three days. Who was the pick? Uh, Nazi Johnson with uh, Marshall, cornerback, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. The best is they announced me as I was a fan. I was not a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs. That's just the, the pick I got. <laughs> That's an awesome experience. Pretty cool. I was I was pretty nervous like going up there. Mm-hmm. Do they coach you up on pronunciation and everything so like that? So they, they got me the pick within, they get it within 30 seconds before you walk out. And they write it down on a card. There's a girl, she, you know, she reads it to you and then you have to read it back twice. Yes, they go, they go through everything. Because I, I was freaking out up there. She, and the whole time she's on the headset, she's like, she's waiting for the pick, waiting for the pick. And she's like, hopefully it's not. Yeah, hard pronunciation. Hopefully it's not. And then <laughs> it, it wasn't bad. It all worked out. It was awesome. Oh, that's awesome. So as a sports fan, that's got to be one of the better memories you've had. What's your favorite sports memory in general? It could be Penn wow. State. It could be Pittsburgh sports. You played three sports, right? So what were the others? Baseball, bas- uh, football. Quarterback? Yep. And then first baseman. I actually love baseball. And in, in high school, I had a child with the Pirates. I think probably my greatest sports memory is so did you go to pnc park and and work out there i did yeah we had a uh, i was a junior in high school uh they put us through some drills batting all that type stuff pretty cool experience my mom still has the letter from the pirates that's awesome but no my i, th- I think my favorite you know being a pirate fan and having to go through all this misery um <laughs> was 2013 when we made we we had the reds the quato game the quato game me and my dad and a buddy were sitting in left field we're standing quato drops the ball and just uh, the whole place is screaming his name and then i think I, i'm not familiar who who was batting but just crushed a home run i want to say it was russell martin yes i think it was just crushed a home run in left field we ended up winning the game go on to win the game but i think that that's up there just because pittsburgh you know it's it's set up to be a great ballpark yep we just haven't had the you know the players the team that was an unbelievable year unbelievable run and to, to experience it with your dad you know him him being a lifelong pirate fan that was pretty awesome biggest mentors influences in your life as you talk about your dad there oh yeah it was my dad my dad you know my parents didn't go to college work two jobs both together uh separate so four jobs total They've done it all. What's the next step? I think Coach Shrewsbury, the staff, the team, the program laid a great foundation in his first season. Yeah. What's the energy like in your offices down the hallway on a day-to-day basis and the excitement yeah. of building on what a great foundation in that first year? Yeah, man, it's exciting. And, uh, you know, Coach Shrews says this all the time. This is hard work. Like anything you do in life, it's, it's that you want it to be great. It's hard work, but we're going to have fun doing it. So, like, coming in the office, like – you know, I just, I walked in this morning, Coach Fish sits in my office, and we probably just talk about life for, you know, 20, 30 minutes. Just stuff like that. It's like, everything's upbeat, positive. You know, we have our days, you know, there's other days are harder than others, but like mm-hmm. when we get a commitment or something, you know, we're celebrating, we're having a good time. So that's kind of been the vibe. 
isn't it funny how things in sports sometimes come full circle? Like Coach Adam Fisher coming back as associate head coach now. He was started as a manager and crazy, right? <laughs> similar, similar story. And I got a phone. It's I, he called me um, after Shrews got the job. You know, he was going through his staff, yep. and he's like, "Yeah, I've been been interviewing for it, been talking to him." And I'm like, "Are you are you serious?" So it's been uh, it's been great having him back. Nick, really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Thanks, Trip. Nick Colella, our guest this week on Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. If you like what you heard here today, make sure you click that rate and subscribe button. Share this podcast with your friends and family and Penn State fans everywhere. We'll talk to you next week on Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics.